Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk centenarians in Sardinia, cell phone radiation, souping, and more. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Welcome Fit Clubbers, we are back. Off to, what is it, God Plan by Drake? That news, that new news. <laughs> What's up y'all, Shaka Smith, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, Shaka Strong. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> My name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. What's up? Uh, glad to be back. This uh, jammed that new music. So, you, you're a big Drake fan. I'm Canadian. So, what's his most iconic album? I, oh. Sorry, we had to divert. We had this conversation. That's kind of, right well, I mean, I'm biased. Like, I, I, I've seen Drake in concert every year because he has OVO Fest. So, I go to Toronto for that. Oh, nice. So, I've probably seen him six or seven times three times in one year yeah so i mean i like all his songs yeah. but i'm biased like i don't I, I don't put that critical ear to drake stuff see yeah i love drake but someone brought up this point to me that they didn't think that he had one full complete album they could point to like a, a thriller or like one you know and i was like yeah you but know even what? on albums like thriller there's always like one or two songs that you you but you still reference the complete album as a thing. Right, right. But is that even a thing anymore? Because, like, for instance, you'll go to the club and you'll hear that one, well, not the club, but you'll go to a party and you hear that Vanilla Ice song, like Ice Ice yeah. Baby. Like, you can't remember anything else. I think you maybe have one or other, two other songs on the album. Yeah. So now I think it's more songs that Are no matter, dominated. yeah, no matter what happens, like, you know. But you uh, know, Beyonce's got the lemonade, you know. We still, we still. But I, we don't have, know, we'll I don't know if lemonade's a, I mean, I love Beyonce. But we, we refer to it as the album. Well, but, uh, she made us think that way because Beyonce's a queen. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to get back to this debate. Uh, we'll have to come with another show for that one. But, um, but yeah, let's get back to the fitness news. Um, centenarians in Sardinia, I thought this was so interesting. Um, so they found this little, I'm always trying to, on the quest to live longer, and they found... I'm in the uh, wrong country for that one. Right? <laughs> I'm you. Uh, they found that there's a blue zone, which is kind of marked by extraordinarily long living populations, mm -hmm. in Sardinia, in a little place... I want to say it's called the Tiana Village in it. Sardinia, uh -huh. where it seems that they even live about like 30% longer than other people outside the region. Uh, and it looks like they're attributing this, of course, genes, good diet, exercise, mm -hmm. all the things, but they may be getting an extra boost from social interaction, um, which I thought was interesting in that they, in this particular town and the surrounding villages, they actually value their older folks or mm -hmm. their older people, and they're part of the community <coughs> and revered in such a way. Um, what did you think about this? I think it's no different than, you know, uh, I made a statement on my Instagram about we're all immigrants in one shape, way, way or shape or form as far as generations ago or, you know, second generation, whatever. And if you go to, you know, the old land, that's normal. Like, yeah. you know, we don't, my grandmother lives with my aunt. Like, that's not an option to put my grandmother in a home. That's, yeah, that's and, and they found that there was a low institutional, um, you know, institutionalizing of older folks right. in these areas. Like yeah. that's just, you know, my mom, unfortunately, my her sister's in a home because that's a whole other thing. But my mom goes and like bathes her once a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nobody that's going to be left a lot left behind or shut out. Another thing, too, is just the way of life. Like, you know, we, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they don't have, 
you know, everything, the pesticides getting sprayed on the food and all this other stuff. So that's one thing. And then, yeah. you know, the interaction of life and family and all this other stuff. So I think it's of old world culture that even though in this new, new world that we're trying to, you know, live longer, it's actually hindering us. So we're cutting ourselves off from people because of the phones. Yeah. We're working harder because we want to kind of get to this top of this mountain. Yeah. And then you sacrifice everything else. You finally get to the top and then you die 10 years later. Yeah, and we're in this place where it might be more efficient or we make it efficient. Oh, put your loved ones that are old in a home and yeah. let us take care of them and don't worry about it. Well, even them. the food. I yeah. mean, it's you drive in the line for the fast food and, you know, that food is slowly killing you. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it, it, there's... All these negative sort of reinforcements. Right. Yeah. There's all these things that obviously, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that if somebody were sick there, yeah. they might not have the technology that we have here. Yeah. But then how many people are getting sick yeah. if they're getting the right food? Yeah. So, I mean... And I, I just love the take of um, kind of valuing older people to make them feel... I mean, they are important because mm-hmm. it, it's this last chance to get the sort of receptacle of information that they can give back to the community. Right. Well, I mean, that's what grandparents are to kids. Yeah. Like, you know, you have you, you have your, your kids and you have them interact. If you're lucky enough to have the grandparents there, that's how, it, that's how it's supposed to be. And I think we've lost, I guess, in general, I guess, oral traditions. And so having lost that... There's been almost a de-emphasizing of the importance of old people, but I, it, it really spoke to me on this particular front because I think we did um, another story a couple weeks back about re, kind of reimagining what it means like to be old and right. older people avoiding depression as a result. Um, so I thought this was an interesting study that it can also lead to far longer life. Yeah, but I wonder if that's a thing of first world because, like, my grandmother's 98, Yeah. right? She, I, to, to my knowledge, she's never had that thing of, like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. She's like, I was like, Grant, can we go and, like, you know, go for a run? It's like, yeah. no, child, I'm like, I'm old. But not in a depressing way. Yeah. Like, she's always talking about Jesus is coming to get her. Like, that type of stuff. But not in a tr- tr- But depressing. she's still going out and being active. Right. And, like, yeah. Whereas... I find that people who are hitting 30, they're, like, about to drop dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, every, the world is about to end. And I, I just don't think, and it could be an L.A. thing, too, but I just don't think that, you know, that in other places they accept the progression of life. Whereas exactly. here, we want to stay like we're 21. And, and, part, and part of it is that healthcare has gotten so good. So it's been more of a sort of fix it and then get back to work sort of mentality rather than, focus on life and, I guess, what life brings you and its abundance. Right. Sort of. Well, yeah, it, it's, it shouldn't be about fixing it. It should be about preventing it. Yeah. That's a whole other So it, I think these people, people are finding, or these cultures are finding that, that right balance of still focusing on life and focusing on the, like, the, the whole holistic part of life mm-hmm. and then also having medical care that is available that, you know, um, can help them. Right. And so I think that's what they're really, they're, they got that perfect storm there in um, Tiana, it looks like, in Sardinia. But yeah, I just lo- I love the idea that we can maybe start reimagining how we look at old people here and maybe getting those longer life outcomes. Well, I mean that's a whole, yeah. or at least on a personal level, you know. Well, I mean on a personal level, and even like you know helping kids, it's, it's just that we've become so shut off from everything. Yeah, like even totally. going beyond your family and helping others. Yeah. You know, going to old people's homes or you know group homes or helping kids, like all that stuff should be a part of. Our, our, our psyche that we want to do it, not that we're forced to do it because it's a class project or whatever. Yeah. So so hopefully the tie will change. We'll take some lessons from Sardinia. Um, another uh, interesting topic I thought was cell phone radiation. Uh, I, always, I feel like I have this debate with friends every three or four months about mm-hmm. the cell phone, and they always are kind of doomsday sayers. But um, 
They're trying to kill us. Yeah, so, you know, keep the cell phone away. Um, but the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services National Toxicology Program um, just released two new studies, and it looks like they're relatively inconclusive. So it, it found a study, um, they did two studies, one on male rats and one on mouse. Mm-hmm. On mice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on mouse. On mice. And the one on mice didn't show any correlation with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on the male rats showed there was a rare tumor called swanoma in the heart linked to male rats, nothing mm-hmm. with female rats. And again, in this study, they were looking for the low, medium, and high groups. The low group, they gave the highest amount of radiation that's allowed by cell phones right. um, for us. And so e- even there, we're not really seeing... Um, given that that's where it, where it started, and the high group is where we saw the significant uh, difference, mm-hmm. um, 6% of the male rats in the high group um, suffered from the schwannoma, mm-hmm. it looks like it's not as dangerous as previously thought. I would almost think of, because I think we were talking about before the show, one, the way we sh- use cell phones is totally different today compared to five years ago. Yeah. At one point, you know, we were, everybody's walking around with their cell phone to the ears. Now everybody has either a headpiece or they're, they're talking on the speaker th- phone, which is kind of annoying. But, you know, or people are not even talking at all because of... Of, you know, Facebook and DMs and, you texting know, and them, texting yeah. all this other stuff. So that's one thing. I would almost want to um, research micro- microwave use. Yeah. Because we still use that at a high percentage. Like, yeah. I don't own a microwave. Yeah. Like, I do it old school. Like, I watch my grandmother, like, warm up food on the stove. Like, I warm up the oven, throw it in the oven, go and take a shot. Like, I don't I, have... I have friends that won't eat food from the microwave either. I, I don't know. Well, I, I'm necessarily not... Won't won't eat food from the microwave, but I just you don't, don't own one a microwave. In your home, yeah. So I and that was just more of laziness and being cheap. But I mean, I've watched my grandmother do that, so yeah. it's not a big issue. And you know, it's you warm it up in the same amount of time, if not less. So I would almost be interested to see the radio the radiation on the food, yeah, and how that 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 tests. But I think it's got to be. It must be. Decent because microwaves have been around for a long time. Yeah, like, but we're all here. Yeah, but look at everything that's happening the peanut allergies, the different sorts of cancers, uh, yeah, illnesses, all not. this other stuff. We're, we're going to, and again, this is, you know, you can go into this conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but more of us are going in for tests and other stuff yeah. that our parents. You know, yeah. didn't go into. Or if you have a child, there's all these things like little. You can't. Timmy can't bring peanuts to. Like, yeah. Not to say it's all correlated to the microwave, yeah. but all these things that we're dealing with that weren't an issue yeah. 15 years ago. I mean, that's. But it might be that somewhere. we're more sensitive, or we we have the testing and the medical procedures in place to detect. So possibly. you're telling me almost every class now you can't eat peanut butter because Timmy's allergic. Oh, maybe because one of the kids is allergic, but that might have been something you just didn't know back in the day, and that one kid had a bad reaction, and now you can prevent it. <laughs> You're not for it. No, <laughs> not, not at You're all. said it to me. They're just, no. <laughs> well, uh, I guess the good news is, even though the, the um, research seems to be somewhat inconclusive, that it at least is on the positive side, um, weighing against cancer, but... Um, of course, don't use this report as your sole reason to purchase a cell phone. Yeah, I um, just—I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, which is yeah. unfortunate, and this sounds this is going to sound totally depressing. No matter what you do, whether you you know work out in the gym or you don't work out or whatever, you the your goal in life is to be happy and make sure you go through it in a pleasant way. Yeah. 
opposed to because you're going to die anyway. So say <laughs> say if you're running the marathon, you were healthy, and you pass out the end of the marathon. But at least one, you look good, you felt good. And you know, what I'm saying you have all those factors opposed to you lived your life in a to- total terrible state. You were eating yeah. crappy food and all this other stuff, and now you die because of all these complications. Like yeah. either way, we're we're going. Yeah. So it's just kind of like make it the best way where you feel happy. Where if you know we do go to this big pie in the sky, you can look at your life and say, I was happy in all these situations versus like I felt like crap. For yeah, 20 I made years. conscious decision for my life. Right. So, well, good news out of that for cell phone radiation. If people were worried about it, I think it's something they shouldn't have to. I don't think people have <laughs> talked about, about that in years. No, every three, yeah. four months, I have a friend that'll say, Wait, cell phones, uh, well, make I mean, sure you're like. Well, I mean, they're watching us on their cell phones. <laughs> another show. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, so uh, a, a great law that I think I agree with, actually, Alabama has made it, or is about to make it illegal to smoke if there's a child present in the car. Um, we're talking about tobacco products here. I know in California we have to make that distinction. Um, but the House passed HB 26. It's going to go to the Senate. Um, what do you think about this? If, it's, if there's a kid in the car under 19, they're saying don't smoke. I mean, at the end of the day, you shouldn't be smoke Like... It- <laughs> If I'm in somebody's car yeah. and I'm I'm grown and they start smoking, like I'm gonna, it's their car, yeah, right. But I also have that choice of like either wind down the window or get out of the car. <laughs> and if it's somebody that you know their life is essentially in your hands for that period of time, then you shouldn't be doing that at all because you're affecting their life. Now, what if you're 21 and the person is uh, 18? If I'm 21, or, and you're the per- tw- or you're 20 and the person's 18. It's, it's still like it's it's one of those things where it wait, wait who's who's smoking and who's oh, driving sorry. the eighteen year olds in the back seat right. or the eighteen or whatever whatever seat you're the twenty year old friend of the eighteen year old yeah but you whip out a cigarette to smoke and a cop stops you and give you a fine gives you a fine is that fair it's not fair but you should know like at the like yeah. at the end of the day the law is the law is a lie it's some sometimes it sucks like you know people can cops can still give tickets for jaywalking but how many people jaywalk yeah you know what I'm saying so it's like. Yeah, but you can't really argue with the cop when something's written in the books, no matter how stupid it is. But, I mean, I, I agree. But I, mean, I guess there's maybe time to change it, but I, I agree with the law. They should have the law. I like the law, um, especially because kids can't really say, hey, let me out of the car. Well, yeah, it's just... Um, it, but 19, should they have made the age lower is what I'm trying to say. 19 seems a little, like... Well, it, <laughs> it, it honestly just depends on the kid. Yeah. I mean, you have some 18-year-olds who are going on to be 27, and you have some 18-year-olds that are 14. But I think it, I think at 19, you have the capacity to get out of the car. My, my, yeah, I think... You think? Yeah, I think... I, think, I don't know. Yeah. So that was my oh, only um, much, interesting issue. <laughs> but, but I do think it's a good law. Um, and typically, young children um, actually suffer... Like, apparently, young children... In the home, if they have one parent who smokes, yeah, and the parent terrible. tries to hide the smoking, tries to shield them from the smoking, that child is actually twice as likely to develop adult onset heart disease. Oh, and if the two and if they have two parents in the home, or the parents don't hide and expose, uh, you know, expose the kid to smoke, right. four times more likely. So is that more if the parent smokes in the house but just not in the same room, or is that if the smoke is on the parent and the child well, inhales it? Well, according to the study, uh, it's twice as likely if the parent takes active steps to hide it, does their best to smoke when the child is not in the room, right. twice as likely, and then four times as likely the parent doesn't care. <laughs> For I, adult onset heart disease, I thought that was interesting because yeah, apparently is... kids' lungs are smaller, mm-hmm. um, they breathe faster, and they have a less developed immune system, so it just really affects them hard. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, the parents, uh, yeah. the, the parents trying to, because obviously we, we know this is an addiction, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, you know, life happens, and, you know, some of us can't get over those addictions, but it's just kind of like, you know, if the parent's doing all the stages and the child still gets 
yeah. screw it up. But and and worse, what I found out is so I was someone if my friend was smoking, avoid it, show my displeasure. But all right, sometimes you tolerate it, right? right. Apparently, more than eighty percent of secondhand smoke has um, cancer-causing chemicals. I, I I didn't know it was that high degree. I I think too, if your lungs are because it's almost like um, you have a like a white jeans, yeah. right? And then you know you've taken you've taken your time. You wash the jeans by itself, all this other stuff, and then it just takes somebody to almost spill red wine. And you can't and get it out, <laughs> right? It just like ruins it. I think because like the, somebody who hasn't smoked, their lungs are just so pure that yeah. they've taken that stuff that it affects them even more. Whereas somebody who smokes all the time, they kind of get that buildup. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it was that high. I thought secondhand smoke might be like. If I were to think about it, at least half, right? right. I Is think that was going to get 80% of what you're going to Can you, you smoke know? in clubs? I think you can't do that in L.A., right? I don't think so, but I've been to clubs and it happens yeah, all the, the time. Yeah, sm- there's like smoke-filled clubs. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, where my hair smells. I mean, <laughs> I, again, when you become an adult, you make those decisions. I, yeah. I, I am around smoke once in a while, but I yeah. don't... Um, it's not something that I prefer. Yeah, well, I'm taking a harder line. I had no idea it was 80%. I really thought it was 50% Could or you... <laughs> It just made sense. I mean, yeah. All y'all, oh, Club no, I'll 57, be, I'll please. Be one wow. by one, <laughs> putting it I'll out. Make sure I'm there when you do that, please. <laughs> I will not be helping you. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Well, uh, a new healthy tread that might kind of help... Uh, clean ourselves of those sort of toxins. It's called souping. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I didn't really know about this, but people are going on these soup diets, and they're actually saying um, that it's better for you than a juice diet because, you know, you're not getting the sugar, and you're so getting, getting fiber, nutrients, and you're yeah. getting protein, you're getting fat. Um, and they did one study and found that people that replace soup with the same amount of um, calories, um, but the other having chips and pretzels, mm-hmm. but the calorically the same as soup, they lost 50% more weight than people that stuck with the chips and Well, pretzels. I know for, like, the Master Cleanse, that's what they should suggest. So for you guys who don't know, the Master Cleanse is, like, the, it's, Beyonce did it, like, the lemonade diet, yeah. where they do the cayenne pepper, maple syrup, all this other stuff. But after you're done, they suggest that for at least three to seven days after the cleanse that you have soup really? to kind of get, okay. you know, kind of used to almost that fiber and stuff in your system and then go into solid foods. Yeah. But I, I think, too, it's just we're in a society now where... There's nothing planned. And, of course, it's more of a 1950s, you know, what we think happened. But there was times where, you know, parents, whether it was mother, father, or grandmother, my grandmother cooked for us, um, where they had different meals, where you had the food and where you had the broth soup. And, uh, and that was part of the weekly diet. Yeah. So now, you know, we're just getting, in, you know, where we can fit in. So I think it, it definitely having some type of soup during the week, especially something different. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a good option. Yeah, I, I just I just thought it was so interesting. I'd actually been thinking to myself, I yeah, I got these Amy's soups are pretty good. These Amy's lentil soups, mm-hmm. and I'd had like two or three in a, in a day, um, pretty addictive. And I was like, you know, I felt good, I felt full, mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself, I should do more soup, you know. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't realize it was actually a trend. Apparently, uh, according to Pinterest, it's going to be one of the top trends of 2018. Oh boy. And there's some soup companies. Um, we're not sponsored by them. Just mentioning them if you guys are interested in looking. Splendid Spoon and Soup Pure. Um, so I'm actually going to look into them because oh. I didn't know there were soup delivery companies either. I had oh, no really? Yeah. The soup aisle is crazy. But what I used <laughs> to like to do when I cook more often is um, you could do like a black bean soup where you puree the black beans and it's a thicker soup. Okay. And then you could put, when I, was, when I wasn't vegan, you put like a dollop of solid cream on it. Yeah. And then you could do like little... Um, crush up the tortilla chips and put it on. So you can you can do the soups. If you get the right one that you're flavored to, like your palate likes, yeah. you can 
Go I, crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many great soups beyond the basic chicken noodle soup and tomato and, soup. You can and stuff add like anything to soup, which is great. So if you do feel it's not filling enough, you can just add more stuff to right. it. Um, and they say something about binding the water with your fiber and your protein in your food um, actually makes you feel full um, mm-hmm. throughout the day. So um, I am going to become a super, and I will have to let you guys know how it goes. Um, and I guess the fiber is even good for stabilizing blood sugar. Um, so, yeah, just good, positive, healthy benefits. Just something, you know, different. How often are you souping? Uh, like I said, when I used to cook, yeah. I used to cook um, one soup a week. So I would have – my favorites were um, – Butternut squash soup, yeah, I love which those. is yeah, a blended really um, black bean soup, and then um, there was like a lentil soup, a green bean lentil soup, where I would blend all of them. They're all bean based. Wait, what did I miss? So you used to cook? You don't cook anymore? No, I. I mean, my version of cooking is throwing some stuff. Oh, you mean time wise? Yeah, okay. like I. It takes me. I had vegan tacos today. Okay. It took me literally like eight minutes. I thought you had some cool delivery. <laughs> um, I used to eat naked LA if you're in Los Angeles. Really, again, I'm not yeah. getting paid for that. Really, really great service. They just had a. They just added vegan options too. But you can with some with some meal deliver ser- delivery services. I find that they have just a standard menu. Yeah. With um, eat naked LA, you can mix and match. So you create whatever you want. So they oh. give you all your meats. All your seafoods, all your and um, they just added some vegan. They options? just added their vegan menu maybe three or four months ago. Funny enough, I would have thought with the name it would have been a vegan. Well, thing. I was getting on the guy. Um, <laughs> I forgot his name. I was getting on the guy when I became because I was pescatarian for a while. I was getting on him. He's like, "Don't worry, we're getting it." But the thing about them is that they want to test everything, which is good. Yeah. Because the meals are really good. Like it's flavor. Like they cook it in house. Like you know, he posts videos. Like you, you, you can go to see the kitchen. Like it's a really great service. So if I, I thought for some reason I thought it was like a raw vegan service. I thought no. eat naked was the food. The food was essentially naked. Well, it's more like. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to look good naked. Is that what it is? Well, it's more like you know, you some people when especially with the delivery service, which you guys should check out when you order it. Sometimes the stuff is frozen. Okay, right, gotcha, so gotcha. you know, in order for it to stay longer, like if you order to eat naked, you need to eat it within that week, else it's not going to last. So that's what it refers. Right, to. it's okay. all very, fre- it's all very <laughs> fresh food. Whereas if you buy a meal service and the stuff lasts for more than two weeks or more than a week, yeah. then there's other stuff yeah. in your food that's you know not supposed not to be so there. So great. Um, and then our last story for the day is the disparities um, for Afro Latinos. Um, the health disparities. So we know there's disparities for blacks and whites. We've already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you kind of uh, normalize for socioeconomic fast factors, the disparities still exist. Right. Um, but what we hadn't looked at is for, and apparently in the Hispanic population, their health factors and, and the recent immigration immigrant population, mm-hmm. they actually have better health factors than um, non-Hispanic whites. Um, so they're not exactly sure why that is, but they do believe it might have something to do with community and more support amongst families. Um, well, are you talking about Latino or are you talking about Afro-Latino? No, it's well, kind of- no, the Latinos, they say it's actually a Latino paradox, they call this. Um, so Latinos and recent immigrants actually have better health factors than non-Hispanic whites. Well, you know why. Uh, no. Well, shout out to my friend Jorge. Jorge's uh, Mexican best yeah. friend. He is he go he lives on his own, has his own apartment, oh, yeah, yeah. has his own job, but he goes to his mom's house. She cooks every day. Oh, exactly. So yeah, they did say it was like healthier diet and familial ties. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's definitely. I mean, I don't know if I want to go go every day to my mom's house, but I mean to have that. You know, part of friend. your familial yeah, structure. As, as even even if it's not as healthy as whatever, it's still guaranteed she's using more, you know Yeah, like raw ingredients. Exactly. So, so that's definitely a thing. And the community, I mean, 
yeah, the the community is definitely sound. Like yeah. I, everybody knows, yeah, it's just the whole thing. But what they but who they've been ignoring they're Afro Latinos. So we have this group of Afro Latinos, uh, and they've never really even done too many studies on Afro Latinos because it's always black, white, Hispanic. Right. Well, it's a new. It's not a new emerging market, but it's a new emerging market to uh, North Americans. Yeah, and, and it, it seems so. I guess the Afro Latino population has skyrocketed. Um, 1980, 389,000 people identified as Afro Latino. Um, to 2010, where it's 1.2 million now. Um, but I think what was interesting is that in some studies, people reported themselves as Afro-Latino, mm-hmm. but didn't report themselves as black when, when they followed up. Right. Um, so I think that might also have something to do with um, those racial disparities and why they haven't been looked at as a group. Well, yeah, because, I mean, even when they have the boxes and they put you know African-American, I don't check that box because yeah. I'm not African-American. So, I mean, I could definitely, there's so many, what, what people don't understand is that within even communities, there's so many different variations. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, my mom could pass as white. She's mixed with Portuguese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like all these things that people don't account for because obviously, you know, there's a whole historical thing that, you know, nobody wants to talk about. So I think it's definitely a new thing where it's coming to the forefront where we're talking about it. I forgot the chick's name from Love and Hip Hop, um, uh, Miami. Yeah. You know, you seen the girl with the big fro? It was a big I thing. Not watched uh, I haven't it, I haven't watched it, but the thing about this the, the show was that the guy she she's Afro Latino, so yeah. she, she speaks Spanish, all this other stuff, but she had she's rocking this big fro. Um she's a singer, she went in there and the guy's like, You need to get rid of the afro, that's not, you know, that's not gonna make you popular, which of course, you know, everybody went up in arms. So yeah. that's how she became one of the reasons she became in the forefront. So she was on Breakfast Club. So she's been doing a lot of press. Yeah. And um, also, Cardi B yeah. is Afro-Latino, too. And she's in Trinidad, yeah. enjoying Carnival. Yeah, which you, you were there, Anyways, um, so, I mean, but she doesn't, as far as I know from interviews, she does. she's never claimed herself as Afro-Latina. Yeah. So I think you can kind of... You know. And, and I, think, I think that might be part of the bigger problem is we're so eager to put people in, like, categories and then compare these, compare these different categories. Right. But when it comes to healthcare, we should be getting the most efficient healthcare for anyone regardless of where they live, what they look like. So we should be focusing on our institutions, um, access to um, proper healthcare, That's rather right. than, like, determining, check this box and let's compare this later. That's a uh, whole... <laughs> whole thing so, I wanna but I, I did want to, you know, I did want to um, talk about that some because I think it's so important. You know, the Latino community is so diverse. All these communities are so diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, you we talk about Black people as a whole, and of course, there's so much diversity there. Um, so hopefully, we we can look less at the categories and more at the people, right? Um, and try to solve some of those problems. Um, any other issues for you? I know you're our, our celebrity, our celebrity news lady at TMZ. Oh my gosh! Who, who, who's big in fitness? <laughs> who's big in, in fitness fit- this week or last oh week? Oh my gosh! I don't know who is big in fitness. Well, I mean, there's so many. It's 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 like there's only a handful of celebrities that I can think of that are uh, like out of shape, but they're not at the top of the food chain. Oh, but I no think. breaking, no breaking fitness news. I mean, Kylie Jenner had her baby. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not... And at 20, she's young. She'll probably bounce oh, back. Oh, she's going to snap back easily. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of somebody to snap back, uh, the yeah. chick who was in Kanye West's um, video, uh, oh, my gosh, her oh, and her husband are getting a, a reality Dash? show. No, not Stacey Jazz. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> You're so behind. Uh, Tiana Taylor. Oh, wow. Yeah, she, okay, so the whole thing was when she was in Kanye West's video, yeah. she was like 25, but she had her baby, I think, a year or two before Yeah, that. she couldn't believe. She Looks, was an amazing Yeah, shape. but wow. she's 25, yeah. so it's like... But it's still, she was, she was in and the And she's shape. a dancer. Yeah, her shape was so good, it still said, but wait. You know? Right. Yeah. And so uh, her and her husband are actually having a reality show, I believe. Oh, okay. So 
I'm sure we well we gotta get some good fitness routines out of her. Hopefully we can get her on the show. And I mean talk she about has a, she actually has an app. Oh really? She has a dance app. Tiana? The, yeah, the thing too with the what people need to realize is that Tiana Taylor. I mean, there's a handful of women who have a body like hers, yeah. right? But for you to strive to have a body like hers, that's like a lot to do with genetics. Yeah, yeah. You, you just gotta again when I tell people you gotta enjoy the journey and then hopefully surprise yourself. Yeah. But you you can't look at her body and go, that's what I'm yeah, going to do. Yeah, you can't rock a 22-inch waist and then still have the hips and all Unless you're things. already very close. Yeah, <laughs> well, very close and then, like, genetics. You might yeah. get a 24-inch waist yeah, and that's yeah. what works for you yeah. and that's what your body's allowing you to do yeah. and then, you know, you go with it. But I, I, Yeah, and I, think I, I, and I think actually what kind of came up a little bit about Kylie was some people were... You know, some 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds are getting excited about getting pregnant and getting baby fever. And it, the same thing, you have to warn these people, well, she's got a lot of money. She's going to snap back, but she's 20 and got a lot of money. You know, Tiana Taylor, 25, got a lot of money, and she's in this industry, and she's been dancing for so long. So so people shouldn't have realistic expectations from the celebrities. But on the out. flip side, too, this is why a lot of people are waiting to have kids. You can't really, you can't really wait to... like. You can't prepare for a kid. Yeah. No, no matter how, like, I had a friend, she 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 was all about, she had the plan, she had all this other stuff, and I'm like, and I don't have kids, and I already knew that's going to go out the door, and now yeah. she's on kid number two, and her planning skills is, you know, <laughs> totally different than yeah. when I knew her when I was in yeah. college. So I think what people, and now I think the trend is you have a handful of people who are waiting, yeah. you know, for the perfect time. And that doesn't happen, and your opportunity might pass you by. I agree, but if you're 19, I, I wouldn't say, "Hey, Kylie did it. Let me do it." Well, too. no, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm also saying that you just never you yeah. you, you never know um, what you might expect for yourself at 19 yeah. versus you know 30. It's or gonna look different than what it's you think. It's gonna look totally different. So, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see her getting back into shape. I'm sure there'll be some maternity. I'm interested she to had see the mommy makeover for sure. And I'm interested to see her how she uses her maternity as part of her global empire. I'm sure it'll be a piece. Um, well, she that. already posted the picture. It was the highest. It was the highest Instagram liked photo. It actually Beyonce's was. Yeah. When she had the pregnancy pictures that she posted, yeah. um, I don't know, late or mid-2017, yeah. hers surpassed Beyonce's photos. Oh, and I'm saying, I, you know she's going to have a baby line. You know she's going to have baby makeup, probably. So we'll, we'll see. How, baby I'm sure it's coming. So we'll see uh, how it, it goes. Um, but uh, I'm so glad you guys joined us. We'll be back next week. Again, guys, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. And you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. I am running the marathon, unfortunately, unfortunately. But I'm doing it for a reason. I'm actually raising money um, for Africa. I'm raising money for water pumps in Africa. So uh -oh. if you want to donate, you can uh, hit up that bio line. And we're doing a beach cleanup this Saturday. If you guys are out in L.A., we're doing a beach cleanup in Santa Monica Beach, Tower 26, uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. We'll be there. TK will be there. I'll, we'll have I'll a good time. I'll from you from Instagram. <laughs> like. <laughs> we'll see you guys. <laughs> Broadcast Network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. Expressed here, bad things. It's a lot of bad things that they wish and 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 w